0: Welcome to Arrest, Home Mix. My name is Ben Tall this is the Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing everyone? You good? I hope you're feeling well. You ready? You fired up? You getting into it? Hope so. <laughs> uh, the weather this week is detailed. Yeah, we don't need to say any more obsessive detail going on up in them clouds, up in that stormy orange sun because we've got Ben Rothery coming up this week. What a killer guest. Ben is awesome. Um, we're going to talk about him in depth very, very soon. I hope you guys are all good. What's been going on? I'm back from Hong Kong. Yes. Um, wow. Who's been? Who's been to Hong Kong? Who's seen the madness, the layers, the height of the place, the lights? It's crazy. It's, um, it's only my second time in Asia. But I'll tell you what, in terms of inspiration, it's kind of blown me away. It's... Um, there's just so much, and what's weird is I don't know if you guys have had that experience when you've spent any amount of time in a place so different to what you're used to, and your brain kind of adjusts to seeing that each day, and then you come back to somewhere that's so familiar, and it is so familiar. Sick. How's that? Alarm going off. I've got to ring a client in ten minutes. <laughs> There's professionalism, a restaurant mimic style. Sorry. Um, so you know what I mean, you get to a place and you come back and everywhere you know is so familiar and all the places you know just looks a little bit weird it looks, there's, there's a detachment, right there's another layer, there's, suddenly your brain's gotten used to seeing somewhere that's so drastically different that everything you know is familiar it feels strange and I think it's kind of healthy because you see it through new eyes anyway, I'm, I'm banging on, I'm on a travel rant and maybe it's still a little bit jet lagged but it's awesome, um, I recommend it if you get the chance, just go to somewhere in Asia that's so totally different and rattle your brain. Get out of the comfort zone. Just I must have taken a thousand pictures out there, and I've come back and I've just got so much to work with. So I was out there working for Landmark, you know, the big company do the hotels and all that kind of stuff. And I was branding a job, and as part of the job, they got me out to work on a live mural, a large scale mural. It's a big event they have that, I, that I'd worked on them with. And it was awesome because I'm, I'm talking to all local kids who are coming and getting involved, drawing on the wall. Uh, people, it was hilarious because you would get adults coming over and they're picking up my brushes and kind of pretending to paint and posing for a, a photograph with a mate. And then you go, do it for real? You can, And they're like, what? I can do this for real? And then they just kind of, some of them put the brush back down and walk off. Others just lose their mind and start daubing paint on the wall and dropping these, Tags on there and it's, it's hilarious to see. But anyway, that's where I've been. That's what I've been doing, and I would recommend to anyone get out there. If you listen to the Brian Grimwood episode, the live show, he talks about spending time um, abroad as a child with his father and travel, and and you know that whole thing of it broadening the mind and, and just inspiration. So I would recommend Hong Kong to anyone. Uh, I said the same thing about Japan last year. It's kind of crazy because it makes you see your own world through whole new eyes, and. Um, One thing I will say is that it made me feel very grateful to come back to Manchester too because I love this place and it just gives you a whole new perception of it all. So there you go, there's the travel ramp. Um, Thank you to my sponsors, wonderful sponsors. First and founding sponsor, Illustration Limited, illustrationweb.com, representing many, many illustrators, fashion artists, uh, muralized, live live large-scale lettering, all sorts of stuff going on, and they do great work in the industry, working with regular show support to the Association of Illustrators. So go and check them out too at theay.com. Um But go and have a look at all the great portfolios, illustrationweb.com. There's TV section as animators. There's uh, a news section with project details, client commissioning clients, all that good stuff. So go and have a look. And then uk. give me a digital tip every episode for you guys. I hope it's useful. I hope it's relevant. I believe it is, and I hope you agree. So Ben Rothery this week, natural history, illustrations, uber detailed, obsessive detail, which we're going to discuss coming up soon. And Ben has just launched his amazing range of products, prints for the Natural History Museum. They're absolutely amazing. Um, Designed like a custom pattern, go and check it out. They'll be up there on his social media and his website, but Ben's going to get into depth about that stuff. Something of a dream client for him. Um, but what I wanted to say about Ben's stuff is the way he presents himself on social is wonderful he's got a great eye for detail as we're going to hear soon but it's the content he produces so the videos he does of him working the, the kind of stage shots of works in progress to show where he's at how many hours it's taken for him to get to a certain point because he spends a lot of time on these pieces um, and the way he tells that story is wonderful. So I really do think it's not how much time you spend on social media, how much you pump into it. It's the quality and the storytelling and the content that you're putting out there. And, and it's really important to get to the core of what people want to see from you. And, and how would you know? What's the process? Do you want to give it away? Do you want to keep mystique? These are things you have to work out. But look at Ben's example of the way he uses it. The time and the quality of all the things he puts out there is absolutely brilliant and it's a great example. And that is courtesy of sponsor hatinternet.co.uk. Go and check them out. They do web hosting, they do URLs, they do domain names, they do all that stuff that you need. Great advice on social media and search engine optimization too to get you up that Google. Yeah. So go and check them out. So Ben Rothery. Here we go. So Ben got in touch. We've been mutually admiring each other's work on Twitter for a while. And I love to see the stories behind his his works, right? So they're magnificently detailed. So every feather, every hair, whatever it may be, he agonises and spends time on, and he shows off that process wonderfully. So I enjoyed seeing that journey, and I'd been you know, sharing love of his work, and he got in touch, and he said, hey, how's it going? Like, I've got this new stuff going on. If you fancy having a chat for the podcast, then, you know, Let's do it, and I did. I absolutely did. I had him in mind for a while, and I said, "There you go. You've come to me. Let's make it happen." So, if you guys have got something you want to show, send it in. There's you won't believe the amount of people who've got in touch. It's not that many, but the ones that do, it's a majority of the people that I've had on the show. It depends on the angle. It depends on if it's you know if it's something. It doesn't matter about the quality of the work. It's the story behind it. So, that being said, Ben Rothery. So he does these awesome natural history illustrations, and he's going to tell us about how he got into that. Why. The obsessive detail thing happened. Um, he's got a great quirk. He's got a great sort of passion in his spare time. He's just he, getting this. He's an illustrator and a strong man, actual strong man, pulling <laughs> massive vehicles. Yeah, you know the guys you see on the telly? That. So it was Sandra Dieckman who told me about this. So she's a two time guest on the show. Go and check out Sandra's episodes on the archive. Um, and she said, Look, I live with this guy, Ben. And I said, I know Ben's work. And she said, he's a strong man, in his spare time. How about that? So this beautiful, delicate, intricate illustration. And then a heaving, vehicle-dragging, rugby-playing beast of a man. And I, like, I thought to myself, wow, what a story. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the depths and nuts and bolts of that. We're going to find out why. What it does for him mentally, because the level of detail he puts into his work can be a challenge at times and send him down the rabbit hole. So he's going to talk about why it's a fantastic release. Um, So yeah, like I said, as a result of his wildlife illustration with companies such as John Lewis, the Wild Beer Company, the Art File, um, he's had conversations going on for 18 months that have now resulted in this amazing collection for the Natural History Museum to create a series of illustrations based around species that feature in this year's Wildlife Photographer of the Year Award, which is actually one of my favourite shows that I go to every single year. Uh, I hope you guys do too. There's been some amazing knockout pieces in there, and there always are. Um, but what a gig, what a gig, and you'll hear from Ben and you'll hear what that means, and it's really amazing, so it's great to be able to bring this episode out at such a time when the collection launches. So I hope you're going to enjoy it like I do, because it's an absolute belter, so brace yourself, it's a good one, it's an in-depth one, it's a deep one. Um, get us your thoughts, please, on the Twitter, at Arrest on the mix now also on the Instagram, I don't know why it's taken me this long to launch that, but there you go, it's the way I'm doing it, I'm finding out how to promote this thing as I go up. So at to rest on the mix on Instagram too. So go and follow us. Loads of images from all my wonderful guests, past and present. i coming up too. we have got some awesome guests. So there you go. Without further ado, please, go and subscribe on the Apple Podcasts, the iTunes, drop us a review, please. If you do... Um, Former guest Craig Black went and dropped me a great review recently, so please follow suit. It helps the show a lot. Get us your thoughts. Get us your suggestions. Tell me if you want to be on the show. Tell me who should be on the show. Uh, delighted to say I have now confirmed my 100th guest. I'm not going to drop it just yet, but I'm going to be announcing that over the coming weeks um, in the build-up to the big episodes. So go back and check out the first live episode with Brian Grimwood. It's all going on. Please, thoughts on the Twitter at Arrest all Mimics. Follow us on Instagram at teresa dominics and i will stop banging on now and take you to this wonderful conversation with ben rothery
1: so i i've got an afrikaans mum english dad and i grew up sort of we had a beautiful little house in the countryside um a little small holding in norfolk um but with my mum being south african like we went back kind of every year since i was you know really small or every other year um and, you know, and then as I kind of got a little bit older, I, I kind of finished off my school. I went to boarding school in Cape Town. Um, and I was always obsessed with, you know, with the wildlife and nature. I mean, I think it's in my sort of little like bio on my website. Um, mm. So I'm going to kind of copy myself now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I did. I, I, you know, I grew up kind of uh, as a kid kind of wanting to be some sort of Indiana Jones cra- sort of slash David Attenborough yeah. character. Um, and, you know, and if I didn't have... An actual animal that I'd found and sort of grabbed and you know brought to my folks to show them. You know, I probably had you know some sort of wildlife reference book or yeah, you know, or I was drawing them. You know, and I didn't want to just know the the ins and outs of it. You know, I also wanted I wanted to know you know like how it moved and how it articulated and what was going on and you know and if I once I find out a little bit about it, you know, I'd want to find out you know everything about it. I was. Was probably an insufferable little shit, you know. uh, Totally obsessive, and and and, but then that's carried on into you know into everything else in my life, you know. Obsessive, you know, in 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 my kind of non-art interests. I'm kind of probably a a fairly unlikely um, artist, really. Um. um, So yeah, I I kind of I always wanted to, I think, be an illustrator. I think you know, I kind of I, I was I was never really into kind of art particularly. I was into looking at the sort of the uh, that that came later. You know, I was kind of I was into looking at you know the the illustrations of wildlife and things in in reference books. You know, I wanted to see how other people had kind of understood mm. you know a particular kind of creature. And but I never wanted to look at the sort of the the kind of the naive ones. You know, the kind of the the sort of the the simple ones. I wanted to look at the super detailed ones. You know, yeah. where you can kind of almost see the individual scales you know I, want, I wanted to look at that stuff um, and so when I was at school like I kind of it almost didn't happen like I kind of because I was busy being this insufferable little shit and plowing my own furrow and wanting to just replicate that style of work you know I, I didn't want to do like you know stuff that was old-fashioned though like I wanted to I wanted it to be alive mm. And so, like, you know, if you think back to, say, like GCSEs or something, where you had to do, like, that critical studies, you know, you have to do stuff in the style of other, yeah. other artists, you know, sort of true to form, I, I just didn't. I just made a load up. I just yeah. invented a whole raft of artists um, whose work happened to coincide quite closely <laughs> with my style and of range of interests. <laughs> and I managed to trick my head of art... Um, that these, that time he was one of them, um, Gruntheim, he was a Bavarian Jew who happened to draw castles. And, um, and my reason that my art teacher couldn't find him is that all of his work was destroyed in the war.
0: Oh. Um,
1: and he didn't really question how I had somehow <laughs> <laughs> discovered this guy. <laughs> uh,
0: this was a complete fabrication.
1: Everything was a complete fabrication. Genius. And I basically, that was my, that was my GCSE coursework. And, 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 <laughs> and, uh, and so he was like, basically, he you know he marked it. I got I got the mark I got, and and um, it was only kind of subsequently that he realised the the scale of the of the the, the lie that I had told. That's him. almost more creative. I yeah, know. I was. Um, he didn't see it that way. Um, he took my folks to one side and was like, he's not doing A level Um So I, would I ended have
0: up rewarded that. I know. I, I know. I know well, really I, I kind
1: of would have liked it, but um, but yeah, he he was. I think he was a bit embarrassed. <laughs> he didn't like me anyway because I was. You know, I'm, I'm not crippled by self-doubt. I was pretty, um, I was pretty forthright in my, in my opinions and things, and, um, as, as I am still. Um, but, you know, that's kind of, I suppose, understandable. An adult, that's pretty unbearable in, the, in a 16-year-old. Yeah,
0: when you're supposed, you're supposed to be learning. Like, yeah, and, and... and I was like,
1: no, <laughs> I'm doing it this way. And, you know, they bring in, like, a reference for us to draw, and he brought in this thing that he thought was a spider crab. And with hindsight, the way I handled it probably wasn't the best. So he brought in, and I was like, "It's not a spider crab, it's a master crab." Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Fantastic. And, you know, it's like, but yeah, that is a spider crab. That's just a very, that's just a very specific kind of. Mm. They relate. They're, it's basic. But I was just yeah, I was a little prick. So anyway, um, so yeah, it almost didn't happen. So I kind of, I did like proper subjects. You know, I did, um, you know, kind of English classics, politics. Um, what else did I do Theater studies, which was my one like, creative nod, um, mm. and that was like anyway, um and when I left school, i didn't know really what the fuck I wanted to do with any of that stuff because actually what I wanted to do was be drawing, and I knew the type of work I wanted to do, but I had no r a levels and and I didn't really know how so I ended up sort of bimbling around and, and doing all sorts of different jobs, and then I became a chef, and I did that for a few years mm. um. But I never stopped wanting to do this, you know, do what I'm doing now, which is primarily natural history illustration.
0: Um, were, there any, were there any times when you doubted that? I mean, obviously, at those pivotal ages of teens where, you know, maybe you get image conscious or you start to find identity, did you ever sort of, I mean, did people take the piss? Did you ever, did you ever respond to that? Um, I, I think
1: I, when I've sort of gone back to sort of saying that, I kind of feel like a bit of an unlikely illustrator. I think I, think I kind of avoided any of that because. You know, I I might have been the kid carrying around the encyclopedia, but I was also, you know, I was, I was back row forwards and playing rugby and whatever else. So if you okay. took the piss out of me, I was liable to hit you with the encyclopedia. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you know, I mean, I wouldn't say I was necessarily the most popular kid, but people people kind of left me alone, um, which is which is nice. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, no, I, I I don't think I did really. I think the only point at which I kind of doubted that I would end up doing what I'm doing now is, is actually after school and after uni. Because even when I was kind of plowing through doing those A-levels, I, I think I still thought that I was going to, I'll just fall into illustration after I leave school with these subjects. Yeah. And it's only after I left that I then was a bit lost and sort of fell into being a chef. And I did that for a few years. And then I kind of decided that actually I hated that. And I took myself off to, um, to do some voluntary work. Just to kind of get a bit of clear space, and then I was going to come back and I was going to go to art school, and my sort of little nascent illustration career almost never happened because I was working in Botswana um, like on a on a game farm, and I chopped through. Um, there's this tree called the camelthorn. I don't know if you saw one of the most recent illustrations I did is these little Cape glossy starlings, and they're on this. It's a type of acacia tree called the camelthorn, and they've got these, you know, sort of finger-length long, you know, iron-hard. Spikes for their thorns, and I was chopping through a branch of one of these, and one that was underneath it sprang up and went through the knuckle in my, um, of my oh, middle finger on my right hand and it didn't really damage the hand so much, but I mean there's just a little scar where it went in, but it left a bit of bark in there, and it got like massively infected like a few times and and I had a couple of courses of antibiotics, and they were going to operate on it and but my hand was. You know, for a little while, it was like I couldn't, kind of didn't really have that manual dexterity anymore. I oh was like, wow, okay. That must um, be quite scary. It was a bit, um, but it kind of it healed up, and you know, and I, I got myself onto a onto a foundation course, um, and then I went to art school, and then you know, and I kind of graduated and went out into the world and, and mm. found my way here. But I, but again, you know, I kind of, I think by the time I went, I was you know, kind of mid twenties, and and I knew. The style and what I wanted to end up doing work-wise and all the rest of it um, in the same way I had ever since I was little and, and that probably made me again just an appalling student because I didn't want to mm. I didn't want to sort of you know experiment with different styles and different and materials and all the rest of it yeah. I was I was and I was paying for myself um, you know I was I was a man in a hurry I was like look this is where I want to get and the purpose of this course for me is to get me there mm. so faster, the you know, so, so, you know, so I spent all of my time, you know, in, in like the printmaking studio, you know, with, um, there's a, we had this, um, sort of scary German, um, printmaking tutor called Ernst, a terrifying bear of a man. Um, and you know, and he didn't really speak. And when he spoke, it was generally to take the piss out of you. Um, but if he liked you and you, you only knew he liked you because he would let you use the studio when he wasn't there which you know because he had no trust for anybody that mm. they wouldn't like get ink on his blankets or whatever <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I was you know by that point I was making my own etching tools and I was experimenting with all sorts of different materials um, and I kind of knew that I'd sort of earned like a, a tiny bit of respect because like, he, he he opened this like magical drawer up in like his little room and like, he showed me some of his own work, you oh, know, wow. which was like, that was like, that was the yeah. thing. And he's like a magician, you know, amazing. Um, so yeah, for me, I was like, I was like, look, this is what I want to do. Like, and again, you know, I was, I was a little bit older, so I wasn't like, you know, sort of an 18, 19 year old sort of still finding themselves, you know, I was, hmm. again, I was, you know, the sort of, uh, we'll go back to this, but I, the thing that made me a terrible student has actually kind of made me good at what I do now and made yeah. me good like as a professional in the sense that you know I was I wasn't going to be pushed around by the tutors I wasn't and 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 that was bad, you know, I could have probably done more experimentation, I could have maybe been a better mm-hmm. student, but
0: then that same kind of bullishness and well, you you, stubbornness you has, has would, forged my career subsequently. I would counter so. that, count that by saying that you also had a rare advantage in the sense that not many of us have a clue. I, I come up at uni not really no. still with a clue. I had my passions and yeah. I did start to eventually embrace them and see the worth in that. But it seems like you always did, you held dear to that and really? actually knew, which is a nice thing. So I, don't, in that case, I think... She should also respect that and actually work. with yeah. that, you
1: know, I think, I think, I think, but that, I think, that awareness kind of comes later, though, doesn't it? I mean, I think, I oh, think that was that was very much, you know, a kind of double edged sword, and I probably could have, you know, again with the benefit of hindsight, you know, I probably could have expressed that, you know, to my tutors. You know, I probably yeah. could have sat there and be like, look, I, like I'm not being difficult. Mm. You know, I mean, I was being difficult. I mean, I, I happened not to get on with with. Uh, my my head of illustration particularly well. Um, you know, he's a good guy, but I think we just had a personality clash. I you know, I, I adored some of the other tutors, um, but he and I definitely had a. You know, mm. We didn't particularly like each other. You know, I was, you know, and I think by that point, because I'd kind of found my little path that I was going, I could have probably sort gone. Look, this, I'm I'm a man in a hurry you
0: know is, you know as I, yeah. you
1: know I want to do this yeah and I and everything for me is focused towards doing this but I didn't really express that to him so he just wouldn't see me for weeks at a time you know right. I just wouldn't be there okay. um yeah. you know I would be I'd either be in the printmaking studio or I'd be working at home because I, I don't actually like working in communal spaces so you know we had this beautiful open giant studio but I hate that yeah I like when it comes to working, I want to sequester myself off somewhere. I would have just, guessed
0: that just from your style. It seems like it's know, a zone. Yeah, you have to. You know, yeah. I imagine you being quite obsessively in that moment. Yeah, maybe.
1: no, I am, and 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 so. But so he just thought that I was, you know, that I was just fucking it off, and yeah. you know, and by that point as well, you know, I'd kind of, you know, I was off playing rugby and doing sort of other things, my mm. various extracurricular activities, and, and so you know, he just he just got this picture that was you know that you're this. Cocky, arrogant—you know, sort of slightly older than the other student, sort of students. Sorry, you know. You again. I think if you have a a certain degree of ability. I'm not saying like I'm amazing or anything, but I think if you if you kind of start to get a sense that you're quite good at what you do. You know, I mean, that's not to say that I don't get, like, you know, imposter syndrome and or kind of course. doubt myself. But yeah. but there is a certain sort of, you know, you start to carry yourself. You have, you have to have confidence. confidence. You have to have confidence, yeah. And I think the whole thing just wrapped itself into this package. Like, but there was this, yeah, there was this definite kind of thread, you know, this interest that's kind of, the, the, that started at a very young age. And, you know, and I've got some very vivid memories of, like, my dad taking me to the Natural History Museum and being yeah. on safari as, like, a, I think my si like, I want to say my like 7th or 8th birthday we spent at the Atosha Pan, which is a beautiful game reserve in wow. Namibia, um, and then driving through the Kalahari Desert. It's incredible. Which is astonishing, you know, it's amazing. Um, and, you know, and I remember watching kind of Attenborough programs and, you know, that kind of awoke this sort of love of the natural world in me that's mm. kind of accompanied me throughout my life to now. And 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 it forms a, you know, kind of, a, you know, the base of, of, of what I do. And I think... Mm. How
0: did that? How did that evolve? How did that interest go from something? I mean, as as children, it's often you know it's the wonder of seeing these creatures for maybe the first time or, mm. or, or, or by chance. But then, as you get older, and not that you get used to that, but how did that sort of evolve in in time and, and, and artistically? Did you start to become interested in? I mean, maybe the species. Species. I don't know. that sort of, um, I, th-
1: I, but... I think I would describe myself probably as a. I've sort of mentioned a couple of times. I, I see myself as like a really unlikely artist. Like I'm not an arty artist. Mm-hmm. I kind of would describe myself. I suppose as like a frustrated naturalist trapped in an artist's body. You know. I, I kind of. I. I want to understand. You know, and and I think in in a very sort of. I guess like kind of primal way like you know we've kind of humans we've kind of wanted to understand you know animals since we were cavemen you know mm. and we've part of the way that we've done that is by drawing them you know yeah. sort of observing them and drawing them and I think part of my yeah part of my interest part of the thing that keeps me engaged in that has has probably been that you know that my slightly obsessive nature that I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll focus on a particular subject and then I mm. want to know everything about it. And so, you know, and, and that will sort of, that, that carries over into the way that I work. So as I said, like, I started off with, um, with, with etching it was the pro, I mean, I'd always drawn with really fine pens and yeah. sort of sharp pencils. And and then I sort of fell into, you know, I discovered etching I mean, mm. was when I was on my foundation course and then at, and at uni. So I suppose in that way I did experiment a bit. Um, and I kind of became obsessed with the you know making these like needle point tools and the level of detail that you mm-hmm. can get with those and 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 but then how when you start to get to that sort of really fine level of detail like you can kind of explore those animals even more if mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean you can you know you can take like a bird and then you can kind of go to the level of like the feathers and, and each feather is made up of all of these individual yeah. kind of hairs. And you know what? If you make the, the, the tool fine enough,
0: you can draw each and every mm. one of them. Yeah. Up, you could I, become lost in electron. And, <laughs> and I do. Yeah. Um, you, know, um, you know, sort of, you know, a hundred hours into something, you're sort of sat there like... Yeah. yeah. But artist, artistically, that's really quite seductive in the sense that mm. you're not just, you know... The guy, you know, you, you, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there just pulling things straight off Google Images and just mm. drawing what that's it, T- mm-hmm. simple representation of that one thing. Mm-hmm. Not to say that's wrong, no. But actually, if you're, if someone's going to invest in an artist's work, who's specialising mm-hmm. in something mm-hmm. like you are. To me personally, just for example, when you post the time you spent on a piece Mm -hmm. of work, I think that's a really nice touch. Mm. I think that just adds intrigue and a story to to what you're doing. For me as a viewer and a fan of your work, it's, I think, okay, brilliant, 15 15 hours, that's that's dedication, that's Mm. draftsmanship, um, and also knowing that you love and have a genuine interest in Mm. that backstory and the natural history side of things it just adds so much more to the final outcome knowing that there's all that invested in it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, that sort of... that
0: I think that kind of came almost sort of by, by
1: accident. It kind of came out of feeling to an extent like I sort of had to justify what I was doing, if that made sense. So, you know, I think sometimes, well, the way all of us work, you know, can be sort of slightly opaque to the person sort of looking in. Um, and definitely from the client side as well. So you can have, you know... People don't really understand why what you do takes the time it does and costs what it does. You know, they especially if what you hand over is is really polished, mm-hmm. um, which quite often some of what I do is. You know, it's kind of. I mean, I I wouldn't say that it's it's photographic. Like, if you actually look at it, you know, you can definitely see the line work. You know, for me, I don't try and hide the line work. I want that to be very visible. But but it it, it does have a certain kind of. Photorealism to it I guess but I think then that kind of brings with it like people can't really work out how you got from sketch to this yeah um, and it's not kind of trying it's, I don't it's not trying to prove that I did it but it's just kind of I've always felt especially when I was selling more to the public than actually working with you know working with with businesses or working with kind of larger entities like when I I felt like if people could kind of be invested in and engaged in the process sort of as it was going along it was kind of a sales tactic it was kind of you know they would at least to start with it was and then it just kind of became what I do um, you know they would kind of they would watch the thing evolving and yeah. they would they would kind of become interested in it and they'd see what's actually underneath the the colours you know what's mm-hmm. underneath the colour yeah. and the pattern and the texture that ends up on a piece as actually I kind of I describe it like kind of it's um so sound incredibly pretentious it's basically analogue photoshop you know I, yeah. I I draw in layers yeah um, and you know and it, so it starts with you know with a very loose kind of outline and then there's a layer of I use really hard pencils sort of 9H to F and I sharpen mm. them until they're like needle points wow. I sharpen them basically till they are etching spikes yeah and I almost cut the drawing into wow. the paper um, you know I, I can't make a mistake mm. if I make a mistake the picture's done and I have to start again oh really <laughs> um well, yeah, especially, I suppose, given the subject that's, that I work with, you know, it's kind of, you know, if I do something for, say, like the Natural History Museum, or yeah. like a zoo, or whoever, and it's, you know, and, you know, and I've done a feather in the wrong place, or the pattern's wrong, like, they know. Wow, yeah, of course yeah. they well, know, you know. if you're like, working with other experts, if it's, if it's, then yeah, exactly, because, awesome yeah. you know, because they, they kind of are the experts. I'm the kind of the, the yeah. amateur enthusiast expert, I guess, you know. <laughs> I might think I know more than them but I definitely don't
0: Um, where where do we find you now and I say this because I was doing my homework um, Mm. and I read the pieces of the links you sent me and I really I enjoyed the independent piece which was now what five years ago yeah yeah. and it it resonated so closely with some of my early blogs and it's very much the same method like this is not as easy as it seems you know. getting that kind of frustration (laughs) that became the book which I'm sure if you read you'll you'll resonate with a lot of that Um, but now like I said five years has gone and yeah have you found ways to sort? i mean you know are you in a good place now yes yeah, yeah. starting
1: to, starting to be i've got some some really exciting kind of um, some exciting projects kind of coming up this year um, well stuff that i'm working on right now, um, which I'll kind of touch on in a second, but um, the kind of the good place that i'm in um, I suppose this is kind of what we were chatting about before we kind of went on. Um, on, on tape, so I'll kind of backtrack slightly, but yeah, the good place I'm in is slightly based on that article I sent you. Was kind of that, that sense when you start out that you're just kind of hopelessly unprepared, you know. There's, there's yeah. you, you, you know, you've been told that you're good, that it's going to be really tough and it's going to take, you know, maybe five years if you ever make it at all, yeah. And uh, you know, but with the sort of you know, the, the, the confidence and arrogance of youth, um, you kind of don't really yeah but that's not me like i I mean you know probably like a year yeah you know and like then then like I'll get picked up somewhere and be amazing and you know and sort of two years in when you're sort of working as like a removal man and doing like butler in the buff um to, your, to, to my eternal shame those pictures are on the internet um, <laughs>
0: that's a good one That's a, yeah Yeah,
1: I can look back on them as as, as my body sort of Fails me as I get older. Um, <laughs> peaked, <Pete. laughs> yeah, it's peaked years ago. Um, but yeah, you know that kind of. Um, where is it? So yeah, I kind of i I'm a really slow This is going to, it's going to go in a big circle, but we'll get back to where you were. So I'm I'm really slow. Mm. You know, my work takes a long time to produce. It's not really particularly in fashion, one way or another. You know, um, it it's quite old-fashioned, I guess. Certainly process-wise, I mean, I hope that the way that I work isn't, um, like, wildlife, natural history, illustration, whatever, can be quite sort of, it can be quite flat and lifeless and dead, and I hope that mine isn't. Yeah, I it try is for not to fresh. be, try to have a bit of life, and and also it can be, um, there's another side to it, like, when people kind of talk about, like, animal art, that's, like, a different offshoot, you know, it can be a bit twee, you know, a bit kind mm. of, you know, pictures of gun dogs and labradors, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, with pheasants in their mouth and, and all the rest of it. But some of those people are incredible practitioners but for some reason I call myself a natural history illustrator they call themselves an animal artist okay I'm okay and they're a bit and weird. but anyway I kind of uh, the good place anyway. anyway to get back to it is I realized pretty early on that I being a really slow illustrator was going to struggle to get you know to pick up um you know, like bits of editorial or whatever. Yeah. You know, I had like a few little spots, but it was it was a nightmare for me. You know, I would say I was doing stuff for the Metro like every week. But if their print deadline for where my thing was going to go shifted even a little bit, I was fucked. You know, mm. like if it was going to go in on a Thursday and, it would, and they would drop the brief on me, you know, the previous week Tuesday, and it was and whenever it worked like that, it was fine. It would basically take me the whole week. But it was fine. But if it shifted, like by a day or two, I was screwed. So I kind of I sort of decided, okay, well, there isn't really work for me, at least not at this stage. Nobody knows who I am. Um, I'll make my own work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll just make my own. Um, so I started off making, you know, greetings cards and selling prints and. And then that became notebooks and that became kind of other things. And I was doing sort of little shows and markets and fairs kind of based initially around the Southwest where I was, I used to have a place in Bath. And then I started supplying shops and then those few shops became more shops and they became more shops. And I was like, okay, well I've actually got a little baby stationery business here. So then I started doing trade shows, you know, I went to Top Drawer and I went, you know, did, did, did the round of the trade shows and... And then I was in John Lewis, and I was, you know, and I was sort of selling into larger kind of shops. But I wasn't an illustrator anymore. You know, as as, as I said to you before, I was was a stationer, and I just happened to sell my own drawings. But, at least kind of in in an industry-facing way, I mean, Joe Public still doesn't know who I am, nobody knows who I am particularly, but... But at least I started to kind of get a little niche for myself of like the, the quality of this work. So I just licensed it out. I, I kind of rolled up the stationery business about about a year ago. I mean I still sell prints myself because I like, I wanna hold on to that. I, I really mm. like those. Um and I, I like that kind of direct sort of like the artwork side of things. I can I still control that and I sell that sort of directly yeah. to people and to shops, but you know, but to people. But the stationery in that side that's now with with a company called The Art File and I've kind of, i partnered up with them and they sell into all the shops that I used to sell into and a whole range of others. Um, but that sort of has started to basically buy back my creative freedom. You know, it kind of, it took a while, but, but it kind of, it's meant that now, slowly but surely, I kind of have a passive income.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: And then the fact that it takes me ages to produce things is slightly less of a problem because I get a royalty check from mm. the different licenses that I have kind of trickling in from from other places from which means that you know i can I can work on other things, so yeah, in a, in a very roundabout way mm. um, yeah i've kind of I've arrived at a place where the fact that it could take me you know, depending on the site, it could take me a hundred hours to produce something. Mm. I mean the average is somewhere between you know twenty and 30 hours. Well, wow. for 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 a piece. I mean, sometimes it's a bit faster, but That's almost a working
0: week. That's fantastic.
1: I mean, well, we we just just had a super tight deadline. A perfect example of this is you never want to work this way. But I had we had to do an update to this stationery collection that I've got with the art file, and it was a natural history one. Um, it's launching at Harrogate in two weeks. Not no. Yeah, it's launching at Harrogate in in in, in yeah two three weeks. Um, which means that we needed about three weeks lead time to kind of get the mock-ups and everything sorted and then ready to, you know, and the POS material, the mm. point-of-sale material, to take to this trade show. And the deadline, you know, we kind of, we only finally kind of agreed the contract. It took a little bit longer than it was supposed to, and we ended up only having about two and a half weeks to produce ten new illustrations. Yeah. <laughs> at an average of 30 plus hours per illustration so my last fortnight has been horrific you know and we worked out that the weekend the weekend just gone I did between Friday night and eight thirty Sunday night with a cup with two four-hour naps um, I did out of 48 hours I was drawing for 38 of them what <laughs> and and God. I wanted to die, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, but I got it done. Um, but generally speaking, I don't have to work that way, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but before I did, I mean, I used to have to work like that all the time. Yeah, because you know, a job might come in, and you, you know what it's like. You know, sometimes you'll get things on quite a tight turnaround, yeah, and um, very frequently. Yeah. Um, and it's not really the client's problem, unless they unless. Especially when they're not necessarily coming to you because you're you and they know how long you take and, and, you know, and it doesn't matter. They just want to work with you. If it's one of those ones where it's just like the job is there and it's a job mm. and the fee is what it is and the hours are what they are. And if you are an illustrator who works in, you know, in, 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 in quite an immediate and loose and free style and you can, you know, you can kind of spend a day kind of roughing it out and playing with it. and, and But then, but the actual process is very quick. Yeah. Then, then you can work on those jobs and you can make a yeah. great rate out of them and all the rest of it. Yeah. If you happen to be somebody that's going to take you know, 20 plus hours just to produce the image, yeah. well, that's your problem. That's not the client's problem. That's, that's very your true. problem. It's very true in there. And yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of, yeah, I, I, I just, I had to realize that I wasn't that guy and I couldn't be mm-hmm. that guy. No matter, much, no matter how much I might have wanted to, you know, I have to work on on longer form stuff. You know, yeah. or stuff that's going to go out to license. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's not it's not making its money on that fast turnaround. It's making its money on on the various kind of things that it can be applied to. Mm. You know, over over a period of time. And and you know, like like I sort of touched on before, like my my stuff isn't. I mean, like wildlife and nature and kind of conservation is kind of not artistically in fashion but in the public consciousness like in the zeitgeist you know things like Planet Earth 2 and there's, there's a very yeah. you know there's a, there's a sort of upwelling of interest again in that as an area so so you know I mean, I've got three books coming out this year and, and, and end of this year two well one of them and then the other two will come out next year brilliant are um, you books of
0: your own books they're books
1: of my own um, I've kind of I'm writing them illustrating them I'm working with with a naturalist on on, on one of them um, but they're in that kind of, that, that nature. And, um, so one of, one of them's really, I don't know if you've seen my work, but obviously you have, but yeah, the listen, I don't really have necessarily, but so I've got kind of there's three kind of strands to what my work now actually looks like. So there's the super, super, super detailed stuff. And one of the books is in that thread. Um, and it's with, uh, with a sort of publisher called Boxer, Um, and it's basically it's called Wings. Or that's the working title of it, and it's basically like an examination of basically like all of the the ways that things have wings, and we're kind of exploring, you know, some birds and bats and insects and flying yeah. squirrels and whatever else. And, and so the the form is a large format, um, really beautiful gift book. And I get basically get to just they they've been really amazing with me. I just get to fully indulge mm. and it's going to be big and beautiful and Fantastic. I get to go obsessively into the detail of like the, you know, the wings and my hands are flipping, flitting around now like a, like a little bird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I get to look into those things and, and, and have a, have a, you know, have a real play with them. And then sort of every five or 10 pages or whatever it is, when we've looked at, you know, the bee eater's wing and the little hummingbird's wing and this bird's wing and this bird's wing. Um, but it's only just the wings, you know, super sort of tightly detailed, focused in on just the wing. Every five or ten pages or so, there'll be then like a full page with all of the birds so you can actually see what that belongs okay. to, you wow, know. yeah. Um, yeah, they're really letting me indulge. So there's that one. And then I've got like a slightly middle style that's... They've basically grown out of my sketchwork. Um, so... Because obviously people only ever really see the really polished stuff. I mean, I share the sketch stuff, but people don't really see it so much. But that's probably a lot looser and has more movement and mm-hmm. all the rest of it in it. It's not necessarily quite so tight. So we're doing a book um, on baby animals. Um, but like on the, the collective nouns for what baby animals are called. Yeah. Um, but looking at how like various different baby animals have like the same collective name. So like, like a whale is a calf you know, the baby and yeah. obviously yeah. like a bison or a cow or whatever else, or a caribou um, is a calf, you know, or like, you know, we have pup. That's everything yeah. from like a shark yeah. to, you know, to, you know, to a wolf pup, you know, and so, so how actually, you know, under the same title. So you, so we'll have like the, the baby and the parent one of all of these different things and that's kind of aimed at a much younger kind of audience. And then there's a third one, which is, it's really stupid, but it's basically grown out of one of my stationary collections, which is called dog yoga and that basically grew out of my like really loose like kind of just really almost scribbly line work yeah. and like, I kind of I was just playing and that kind of turned into a card range which again I I do with the art file and it's it's very silly but it's basically all of the ridiculous positions dogs like contort themselves into <laughs> I love that um, and it's cool yeah and so that one that's also that's a little gift book and that will come out probably around Christmas this year mm. and that one but it's it's like um, again all, all with Boxer um, who've been they've been amazing they've just kind of gone like you, I've come up with these ideas and gone to them and they've just been like cool but that's been a conversation that I've been having with them probably for about three years and we've kind of been can we put you with this author can we do this with you can you do this can you do this and actually then but I, you know, I write you know you've kind of read a couple of things that I've written like, I guess um, and so I was like no, I, kind of, I want to write them I want to do this yeah, thing yeah. Um, but I think the dog yoga one would be really fun as well because it's just it's a chance to do something totally different yeah. to what I normally do, and so I've got all these stupid little dogs. Like, like I've got one where it's like this basset hound with its like legs poked directly out in front of itself, <laughs> and its legs, which I've seen my Labrador do, and like the little the position is like I have no idea how this has happened, you know. And then we've got you know we've got like this bulldog, and two of the yoga positions for the bulldog are deep shame and silent judgment, and you know, it's, <laughs> and you can see like the dog like looking at you in yeah. both of those ones, like you know the deep shame where you know it's eaten like a whole packet of like sort of tissues and just like pooed them out across that room <laughs> yeah. um, and, and the silent judgment you know where it's just looking at you with like that side eye Yeah. kind of yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's that and there's a cat and the cat yoga position is like it's licking itself and it's just looking at you like what <laughs> what, what are you looking at so that's that so we've got that one um so yeah there's those three projects um we so they're, they're, I'm working on those now I'm about to start something can't tell anyone about (laughs) for my dream client not that the books aren't for my dream client but for my dream 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 client Um, (laughs) I I mouthed it um, but but you guys don't get to know yet (laughs) Um, and that's that's coming out um, in about three months Mm. Um, so that's I'm really excited about that and when I can actually say anything about it I will um, yeah got a new collection of cushions coming out at John Lewis for Christmas Fantastic. so yeah it's kind of it's it sort of ended up being um, being good but it but, but it kind of came from kind of having to kind of not actually do illustration yeah. for other people well, I it's
0: great that you've um, you've persevered stayed true <laughs> to what you wanted to do and worked out where that fit as opposed to changing what you did yeah to to fit what you thought it might be at one time, you know yeah. that like i say the the commercial fast turnaround stuff was never going to work but it, it also, it takes time to understand that and, and yeah. it's hard to, to know at first. So
1: I've been very broke for a very long time.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, um, we all, there's a lot of sacrifice goes on in this business as your piece, you know, that I mentioned suggested yeah. and, and I've wrote about it numerous times. Yeah. You have to take the long road sometimes. It's, yes. as, simple, it's as simple as yeah. that. And, and, so, and often, sometimes if you got there quicker it just wouldn't work because you're not ready, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I probably... Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I could have, I probably could have found a, a sort of middle path somewhere, where I made like, I'm not saying I'm not saying for a second that I'm making an amazing living. I'm, I'm not. Maybe you know, touch sure with one day. <laughs> um, but but I could have maybe that had there been a slightly easier path, mm. um, or maybe not even easy, but just one that was regular. Yeah, I might have gone along it, but I probably wouldn't have ended up with yeah. the projects that are about to happen, yeah. or that I'm doing right now. Because I wouldn't have had to, you know, I wouldn't have had to go off and think kind of completely outside the box. I think, I think, yeah, I've ended up with these with these kind of books and things because the second I was at the trade shows, which meant that I ended up working in a completely different way. I mean, they weren't commissioning me, you know. It's not like John Lewis and Fortnum's or whoever were. I was doing stuff specifically for them. I was supplying them. Yeah, you do um, But it to the outside, you know, to you know, to these sort of to, to, the, to the publishers or you know, sort of larger entities that I'm kind of working with now. You know, I was still a relatively unknown quantity, but but I, because I was working with you know with a, you know a sort of a marquee brand like sort of John Lewis or whatever, it it kind of it, it legitimised me. Hmm. So they were sort of going, okay, well, okay, yeah, fine. He's not got a back brand in in kind of publishing. You know, no, you know, he hasn't done books before. You know, nobody kind of knows who he is, but but you know, you can buy his cushions in you know in like a hundred and eighteen John Lewis stores. Yeah. So, you know, there's a he's clearly commercial. You know, that it's com- yeah. what he does is commercially viable. So actually, maybe it will work as a book. You know, yeah. whereas um, I think yeah, I think if I hadn't done that, oh, yeah. I don't really know how I would have made that same approach because I think that there is quite a large. Again, going back to that slow Illustrator thing, there, there is quite a large investment of, of trust and, yeah. and money from, from any publisher that actually wants to work with me because yeah. it's going to take me yeah. a year yeah, you know, at least to but deliver I, I, what they've asked for. I would so. also
0: say that you're something of a rarity these days in, 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 in the best possible way in that there is so much fa- you know, access to fast technology now and I see yeah. so much stuff that's trying to capture that beauty of something that's mm. organic and original. In a digital fashion, and I'm always somewhat cold towards that. I love mm. digital work, but I like to know that it's it's, it's digital. It's in my face. I, I yeah, can't yeah. escape that fact. When it's organic, I need it to be organic. Yeah. Maybe I'm just old school, but that's yeah. why I invested in and love your work because it's it is it's that. It's it's yeah. not pretending to be that with a tablet. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. my personal taste is that is that I like again that human story that we talked about. The, yeah. Your upbringing, everything that you that you've held out for and fought for, and gone a slightly mm-hmm. longer road to me that just adds so much value and integrity to the final work and therefore it it is it sits in that middle ground between art and illustration and, and you're forging your own path so yeah, you know, I think it's. Um, yeah. I think it's wonderful to see, and, and, and you very much have a niche, and, and actually a very fresh, contemporary way of doing something that, like you say, has got quite a lot of history. In the yeah. old school stuff—it's not old school whatsoever. It's it's a respectful nod to that. Yeah, but it's yeah. not that. It's it's very fresh, and I, I mean, I think it's great. I think mean, it's very modern. Yeah, I, really do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of I wanted to do. I've got this grand dream of um of of, of a book that I will do. Um, Which is, I kind of want to do my version of Audubon's Birds of America, you know, the the original archetypal kind of natural history book on which all others are, or at least should be judged, Mm -hmm. Um, which is this astonishing thing. And I've got got a concept for it, but it's going to require a huge amount of trust. And um, from your publisher, and if yeah. they were not I might, I might just Kickstarter it. I might just do it myself. I was going to
0: say, go and find a good graphic designer that you have a good relationship with, and make it happen. I've uh, got, uh, I've got, I I've, how I've how it got it. a
1: couple who I could, I could, I could work with. Um, but that might, that might, I might need to wait until maybe a few more people know who I am. Yeah. To uh, you know, to kind of to to take the plunge on that one. <laughs> but
0: it <laughs> sounds incredible, though.
1: But yeah, it would. So yeah, it, it would be. But I mean, just. Briefly touch on what you were saying there about sort of the, the digital stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, I do sometimes use you know bits of digital technology. I mean, for the most part, my stuff, as I said, is kind of analog Photoshop. But sometimes the requirements of the brief or, or time constraints or whatever mean that you will have to you know at least mm-hmm. bring some digital into that process. Yeah. Um, especially when the way that I work with the amount of hard pencil that I use. Sometimes it's very hard to actually get that to scan or photograph well. Yeah, of course. It just won't pick it up um, because it just gets glare. Yeah. There's so much really shiny graphite on there, like really, really fine. Like sometimes you'll have to take the scan and then draw back into it digitally, okay. um, and you know, and kind of end up having to do another sort of layer. Hmm. So, so sometimes that kind of happens, or sometimes I end up sort of having to. Yeah, pick out some of the highlights sort of color wise because again, like it hasn't it hasn't scanned Me so there is there is there is, a, there is an element of that. Yeah, and I think as well like I've started to feel a bit like you know I I, I do a bit more digital stuff from time to time, but even then like I. I'm such a Luddite. Like, I treat the, I treat it... I basically draw everything on a single layer like it's a piece of paper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. They're like, you know... But you could just do it on, like, multiple layers and yeah. then, you know, and duplicate <laughs> things and apply filters to it. And, you know, you could get a photo in there and, like, photo bash it a little bit but and yeah. put some filters on it and then stick it underneath. So And I'm like, but I... And, like, I know how to do all of that stuff. But instead, like, I'll just have this, like, single layer and I'll just yeah. be, like, laboriously... <laughs> yeah. And it's like... It ends up taking as long as if it was on paper. Mm. Um because that's just how my brain works. You know, I'm like I just yeah. there, like <laughs> you know, sort of zoomed in at like three hundred percent with this yeah, tiny yeah, little yeah. brush, like sort of doing these um yeah, doing these lines as though as though it were a piece of paper. So yeah, you know, I mean I I, I think there is you know, there's very much a place for all of that stuff. Of but course, it's, there is. Of course, yeah. But yeah, I would, mean, I would, I would only, never if, want to.
0: Again, it's only ever opinion and taste, as well. That's what the yeah. whole industry is built on, which is beautiful. You know, it's yeah. Just,
1: uh, yeah, I think, I, I think what it meant is that I, I, I kind of because I've established, I suppose, a style and a niche and such as it is, a reputation for for what I do and how I do it. It always has to look that way. Yeah. So whether it's completely analogue or whether it's a mixture of the two or whether it's, you know, I mean, sort of touch wood, I don't have to work that way, but, you know, say it even ends up having to be a piece that for whatever reason I have to do completely digitally. doesn't matter.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The end outcome for that always has to look exactly the same and it has to have, for me, it has to... I don't don't mean in the sense that I want to kind of do something digital and pass it off Mm -hmm. as as something that was analogue. I don't mean that. I mean... From a you know from a sort of stylist from an aesthetic kind of point of view that Completely. it looks, you can't look at it and go, oh, "Fuck, you've cut a corner there." You know that oh, one. God, that's no, a digital no, no, version no, yeah. of his work. You know, it's I want it to all it. have that look, but all have the same look. You know, so yeah. yeah, so that it's that's just how it looks. Yeah, and 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 I've arrived at that by whatever process I've had to or chosen to, or whatever else. But Can but you, it, right? the customer, or you, the member of the public, or you, the observer. It just looks like my work. Well, yeah, and then um,
0: you're winning, that's not what I have to say, so, yeah. So, yeah, so that's. So I got to touch on it briefly. When I, when I met Sandra, she, she was like, oh, you've got to interview Ben, like his <laughs> work's cool. But she was, she was telling me about the strongman thing, which, which yeah. is quite the anomaly in, in our world. Yes. So tell us a little bit yeah, about it, that. Yeah, it, it, it is, a bit. Um, I think it's fantastic, by the way, So, yeah. it well, is. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's, there's two, I suppose there's two things for that. I actually think, weirdly, as with all of my stories it's going to end up going on a giant circle um, <laughs> and have a weird preamble to it first but so that I've so I've ended up doing it um, because i sort of come from a from a rugby background you know I've played rugby my whole life mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't necessarily a particularly skillful rugby player I've got dildos for hands <laughs> you, know, you have to you have to basically put the ball in my hands and then I will run very fast and very hard yeah. that way um, but if you throw a really long pass to me, I'm liable to drop it. Um, so I kind of, you know, I reached a bit of a glass ceiling where, you know, sort of where you know, I played an OK standard. Um, not amazing, but but OK. Um, and within that, you know, I had probably the shittest hands out of anyone on my team or any of the teams I played for. But I was probably one of the most sort of fast and physically aggressive people. And then I sort of started to lose my pace because I got various different injuries. But but certainly that physicality was something that I, I've always had, ever since I was little. Yeah. Um, and I love that as much as I love the, the art side of things. And that kind of, obs- of my life, um, and that kind of obsessive thing that I do, you know, the, the way that I'm interested in, in wildlife or in the way I illustrate or in, you know, th- that I used to bring to food when I was chefing. Well, you know, um, as, as I'm sure you can imagine, that, that kind of applied itself to my sort of rugby as well. So not necessarily, I was not particularly the most sort of skillful on a pitch, but I would always, I was obsessed with the, the training side of things. And especially the, the, the weightlifting, the, the, um, the strongman training, basically, um, part of it. And as I got a bit older and I kind of picked up a couple of few more little niggly injuries and, and some sort of fairly unpleasant injuries, you know, sort of fractured my eye socket and tore sort of just about everything. Um, we got to the point where, towards the end of me playing, we had like a running joke that I was held together by tape and hope. Um, and I started to get really paranoid about my hands, you know, that I've kind of fought, I've basically, by that point, I'd pretty much broken everything other than my hands. And I sort of realized that I had to stop, you know, Um, but I couldn't not have that physical thing. I needed it. I needed, you know, I'm sat here gripping the edge of a chair, rocking (laughs) backwards and forwards, just thinking about not actually having that. Mm. And so I just sort of went down that route, you know, I just carried on doing what I was doing to make me better at rugby, except now there wasn't rugby, there was just this, you know, and so I sort of got really into the strongman thing and, you know, I've done a competition and I've done sort of various other little bits and pieces and, 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 and that became my sport. Um, which I appreciate is a very weird thing for, for somebody that draws incredibly intricate, delicate little um, little things. Or in this case, I'm sat here talking to you about drawing delicate little interesting things yeah. and I'm going to leave here and strap a really heavy sled to myself and pull it around, practicing pull, to, to practice being able to pull a lorry, um,
0: yeah. which
1: is what I will have to do um, in the next competition I do. But so, so that's kind of something I've always been into. But weirdly, and and I really do think that it's going to sound a bit strange, but but weirdly for a freelancer, and especially somebody that has quite an obsessive kind of brain never stops worrying you can kind of overthink things that thing that's wonderful and allows me to work really well is also a bit of a curse you know I can I can obsess to the point of of it being quite damaging to me yeah yeah um you know and I can I can overthink and and worry about things and, Mm -hmm. and that thing that's a great strength so actually in the last kind of year as things have been starting to turn around for me career wise and start to be better I actually started to, in my brain, be in a really dark place. But weirdly, strongman, and and I think it's something really specific to strongman, and maybe it would be similar in, in, in some sort of combat sport as well, but I don't know if it would. I can only speak to my own experience. It's actually incredibly cathartic and almost meditative. Because while you're doing it, because the weight's involved and the activities are, relatively speaking, so big and the physical consequence of failure is so dramatic. For example, like you know, if, if you stick, you know, sort of two hundred and twenty kilos on a bar and you squat it and you fuck it up, it'll kill or cripple you. Yeah. So the world becomes an incredibly small and simple place. There's just you and there's this activity and there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. There are no deadlines. There are no worries about taxmans. there's no worried about you know the asshole who's supposed to have paid you, who still hasn't paid you, and your rent that was due last week, and you should have been able to pay it. The money should have been there, but it isn't there, and you mm. feel like you're letting them down and you're letting everybody else down and and, and, and you've got this kind of shame that you know that you know i'm thirty two and you know and i I found myself Obviously, i would move back to London, but I found myself now, you know, I'm living in a shared house and most of my friends having gone to public school like me, you know, they are doctors and they are you know, lawyers and they work in the city mm. and they own their own house and they have two cars and they're starting to have kids and I'm fucking living in a shared house, and, yeah. you know, and, and working out each month, you know, in the last year at least, you know, before things started to sort of actually be positive again because there was a dip you know when i wound up the stationary business i went from okay i wasn't making a lot of money because i was obviously also spending a lot of money but there was at least cash flow mm-hmm. so i lived a certain way and then all of a sudden at 32 i was back living like a student yeah. again and yeah and i felt pretty bleak about it but but all of that disappears there isn't anything else mm-hmm. because you can't think about anything else because yeah. if you think about anything else it'll fucking kill you yeah or at least, if it won't kill you, you aren't going to move it. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so, so, so there's this sort of almost meditative Zen, which sounds really mental. But no, there's I don't the, think there I've, is this. I don't think that so there's, so there's that. And then obviously, there's the other side of it that that you have a, you know, that, that it. Floods you full of endorphins and, and, and yeah. you feel good. So, so, so yeah, actually, weirdly, strongman man, any budding <laughs> illustrators or yeah. anyone out there. Now that, that you kind of said it, like that makes, makes it.
0: total sense. And actually, but a weird it's... way it did to me anyway, because as someone who's shared mm-hmm. a similar thing in that, I've always mm-hmm. been a, a huge sports fan and, mm-hmm. and artistic. Therefore, yeah. it's not it's not the most yeah. common thing to have at the same time, but. Um, same thing, it gives me great outlets. Brilliant, I, sort of, I think it uh, makes total sense.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. So everyone, everyone who works as a freelancer or works as, as in, in, um, on their own should go <laughs> off and, and do
0: do something incredibly f- <laughs> incredibly physical. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Well, as a, someone who's I know, I was looking, listening to the show recently, you probably know about the shark in the tank question that I ask mm, people at the end, which is yeah. to name a, a negative and a positive or a love and a hate within... Creativity, very broadly. So it's a wide open question. God. Um, <laughs> see, I did all these notes, and this is the one thing I didn't think. I about. love it. People always forget, that, and I don't like it when people prepare for this because it's a nice. No, book no. Book I, here, and if they're very broad notes. I mean, they're just they're, they're headings. You know, I mean, it's not it's
1: not like I've been reading off a script. No. Um, I mean, if, if I had these stories, maybe wouldn't have been quite so sort of tangential. But um, <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, positive. When it's good, like when it's kind of when it when it goes well, I guess it's it's the best thing in the world. I mean, I get to, I mean, I, again, I can't speak for anyone else's experience, but I get paid to draw pretty pictures. I get I get paid to do the thing that you know seven year old me was obsessed about. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, sort of nearly thirty years later, yeah, you know, so twenty five years later, I'm I'm. I get paid to do that it's incredible you know yeah. and some of my clients are are now people that I as a seven year old looked at
0: yeah
1: and they were the thing that made me do this in the first place mm-hmm. that's so for me that's that's kind of that's yeah that's that, amazing that's, it? that's, that's, that's it's kind of almost it's not quite but you know the circle is nearly yeah nearly it. complete oh, yeah. I think the negative thing is um Uh, Sort of, I suppose I hinted at it, Um, and I know you know. I know that we are all kind of one degree of separation from one another, and and there is a sort of certain amount of community, and there is you know it's a very small industry and all the rest of it. But it can be really lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can spend sometimes you know sort of weeks, and you're seeing other people, but like you're Yeah, you're kind of on your own, you Mm -hmm. know. Like, yeah, you are. There's, there's you, and there's everything else, you know. The sort of the the client and the agent, if you have one, and all the other people who are doing a similar or you know associated job or whatever else. But, but fundamentally, it's it's just you in a room, yeah, with a pen. Yeah, and
0: that depends on pitfalls, isn't
1: it? So, and okay, like I part of me likes that, but as somebody that has that capacity to obsess and has that sort of, you know, and struggles sort of sometimes by being a bit too much in my own head. Um, yeah. That can sometimes be a real, um, a real struggle. Yeah. I um, don't think you'll find
0: many that disagree in, no, our, in our industry. I, I, think, have, I think that's this is a very common conversation.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's it. I think, I think there's, they can think there's sometimes that sort of, and when you are in that sort of loneliness, there comes um, there comes all the sort of the, the the unpleasant things, like sort of imposter syndrome and yeah. you know, and, and you know, and you feel like a fraud and you feel like you're not sort of you know, good enough and all the rest of it because you're not really part of a team. Like there is a team. Yeah. There's always a team. Um, you know, maybe at the client end. Or whatever else, but but certainly when it comes to to to, to your side or my side, I mean, cause again I can't speak for other people, but but I, I feel like it's it's something that's fairly constant across Completely. across the industry. It is, totally is. Yeah. You're you're part of the team, but you're not really. You're just sort of on your own.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and there's a lot of you know nights and weekends and just. General days, and you miss out on sometimes, you know, nights yeah. out and birthdays and yeah. other things because you're there doing this thing. And um, yeah, so that's the that that I think the the sort of sense of isolation and loneliness and yeah. all the things that come with it is probably for me the biggest negative. I mean, there's, there's lots of others like people you, thinking that payment is optional, <laughs> or, or trying to ask you yeah. to work, or people trying to ask you to work for exposure. But I think I think oh, those yeah. things, I think those things are, are yeah. maybe slightly more. That happened to you at the start of your career, yeah. rather than as you get further on. But I think that 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 one, that kind of that loneliness thing, can be. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that ever goes away. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just. I think it's just part of the nature of the it beast. Is,
0: it is. Yeah. I think you just have to work hard to to compensate. Yeah. Elsewhere. Brilliant. I, mean, I have a little cry now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and before you do, where can we find your work?
1: God, all over really. Um, so we've got the three books that are coming out. Yeah. Um, so you have to watch the space for that. You have to yeah. follow me on all of my various sort of social channels. Um, What's
0: your website? Is that the central, uh, the central place to go? Yeah,
1: probably. I mean, I'm kind of in the middle of updating it, so it's 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 there. Um, but that's obviously that's benrotheryillustrator.co.uk. Um, or find me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. I mean, that's probably the easiest, really, because I, Brilliant. I I post pretty pretty avidly, pretty constantly. I think that's actually weirdly. Um, Something that does help, yeah. You know, you kind of because you know, I mean, you and I have been sort of communicating for a, for a couple of months. We've never met one another, yeah, uh, exactly. up until that point. But, but it's nice but, when you do because you've got that backstop. Yeah, probably. but but also I think that there is it is a way of kind of establishing a little community for yourself. It is because you know because yeah okay we we're, we're not all a team but we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, we um, all in it, Yeah, you know, and people all over. The, you know, we communicate with designers and illustrators. Mm. Some far more exalted than us. Some just starting out. Um, you know, kind of all over the world, and so so that's quite nice. Um, so yeah, probably probably on on Facebook or Twitter or cool. Instagram because well, I'm as we sort of touched on earlier, I'm always sort of sharing yeah what I'm doing. And the process. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I would say it's a good, you're a, you're a good social person to check out. There is a nice back, there's a whole nice yeah, story.
1: And, and occasionally picture, videos so. and things of me pulling lorries and <laughs> lifting yep. stones and things. Well, all the links will be in the proving, show notes, including the strongman stuff. Proving that I can, <laughs> that I do in fact do that. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's perfect. And thanks so much for your time, mate. No worries. Thank you. So, thanks to Ben for taking the time to sit down and talk about his wonderfully detailed illustration um Go and take a look at his awesome new collection at the natural History museum. It's a hell of a gig, and um slightly jealous, not going to lie what a client i mean i mean hard earned come on those stories the hours the the agonizing whoa, and the strong man, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? What a great combination detailed delicate illustration, and all out beast. <laughs> Ben's awesome, mate. he's a great lad so thanks again mate for the time to do that um, hope you enjoyed that one get us your f- feedback please on the Twitter at to rest on the mix, give us a follow on the Instagram at to rest on the mix also um, and keep in touch like I said, we've got the 100th guest coming up please spread the word, if you like any of the shows please shout about it on social media share it, spread the love, drop us a little review we've got some awesome guests coming up very soon um, again, great range, we've got Oh, we've got Gary Mansfield talking about why he spent time in prison and how that led him into the art world and and now blooming, brilliant art career, uh, putting on shows. So that's a story coming up. We've got an absolute belter there. Uh, So it's all going on. We've got all sorts coming up. So you're going to enjoy all of it. So, yeah, spread that word and cheers for checking in guys thanks to the sponsors again heartinternet.co.uk illustrationweb.com and ongoing support from the Association of Illustrators who are fantastic oh by the way go and check out their amazing new website I really love it they're supporting the show on there we're in the links for resources and all that stuff so yeah proud partner go and check them out doing wonderful work to safeguard the illustration industry so look forward to hearing from you all soon <laughs>